Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Welcome to episode two of the Creative Exponent podcast. And today we're going to be talking about discovering your creativity. And Shauna and I realized (laughs) as we were talking about this, that like there is passion there about this particular topic. Definitely. I mean, we both, you know, I feel like obviously we would define ourselves as creatives, but you know, Maybe we always have somewhat, but I think many of us uh, struggle to believe that we're creative individuals. We, you know, we look at uh, creativity as defined by just a, you know, a box. And we've kind of broken down some myths we think are, you know, that that are passed around about creativity. Um, You know, one, just that some people are creative and some aren't. And that's something that, you know, as we talked about it, we, you know, we feel passionately that that everyone possesses creativity in some form or another. So I know there's somebody listening who's like, nope, that's, I'm not creative. It's not me. Do you know what I mean? Like there, Mm -hmm. I think, because I've come across many of those people. Yeah. But I think it's based on how our culture has defined creativity yeah, and saying that it has to be an art. It right. has to be music, dancing, right. writing, photography. And an painting. art that everyone ap- approves of and celebrates in this big way too, you know? Yeah. Um, that's kind of the downfall. It's not, not good enough even to be creative just for the sake of being creative. It's got to be celebrated in this big way for it to count, you know? Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Like there are creative, well, creative, (laughs) creative disciplines that we're just, we just don't recognize. Like you said, they just don't count. And, but when I, when we really were talking about this, like there's so much creativity, even in something that we would say this completely non-creative is accounting, right? like, or mathematics, like, or especially when you look at the really high level math, like there is some amazing creativity involved in coming up with the solutions and even coming up with how to articulate the problems that need solutions that have been developed over the last, um, even just few decades, but going back centuries, there's amazing creativity in there and plumbing, trying to solve any kind of problem solving is creativity. Right, right. And, you know, and I think, you know, this is one of the reasons we have created the creative exponent, you know, and, and how we do want to encourage people to discover, uphold, and share their creativity. It's bigger than um, just a, a business or it's bigger, it's a bigger concept than um, the actual work that's produced from creativity. It's about a belief system, you know, that we build within ourselves. And it starts here. It starts in discovering that that you are you are creative and you've got a unique offering to give to the world in some form or another. That may be yeah. in your problem solving, you know, or it may be in something that would be universally considered art, you know. Uh, that's going to be different from person to person. But I, you know, I think that's one of the reasons we're so passionate about it. We we both. I know you you had a creative childhood, right? You feel you feel like it was creativity was celebrated. 
Yeah. So let's talk about that because we've yeah. had this conversation about kind of where you came from and where mm-hmm. I came from. So yeah, creativity was really celebrated in my household. My mom was a music teacher. Mm-hmm. She had taught my dad how to play guitar. So she taught both my brother and I to play guitar. We sang together as a family. That was yep. like a regular like hang out at the Wagner house <laughs> <laughs> and they're singing, singing a quartet and playing guitars. And not only that, but my parents really encouraged me. So my dad was in the army and we mm-hmm. moved a lot and we lived on military bases. And one of the advantages to living on a military base is they make sure there are tons of activities for spouses of right. those in the military and for the children to do. So we had access to lots of not only sports, but to dance and to crafting mm-hmm. classes. Like I took like That's tin fun. punching classes and That's cross great. ditch and my mom took framing courses. And so on top of that though, they put me in baseball, basketball, soccer, baton yeah. twirling. I mean, <laughs> baton every, twirling. every activity imaginable, everything. And I think that that really, it just fed me um, as a creative, and it mm-hmm. also gave me this ability to try new things and right. to be okay with it. If I'm not good at it, that's okay. There's something else to try, and there's something else that I might be good at. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, so, so interesting because, you know, my background is very similar. Um, you know, parents really encouraged me to do anything that I wanted to, really. Um, you know, but I look back and, and I saw my mom as this very creative person who, you know, she was always painting or crafting or certainly creative in the kitchen, um, you know, and used that as an art and as a gift. And, and I feel like she really embodied embodied creativity, but I would view myself as a child, I would say I was not creative, you know, Hmm. and it's just funny how, and I'm not sure where that started or why, you know, and I look back and try to diagnose it and try to think, well, what, what all of a sudden shifted or, or how did it, how did it change? You know, because I think I wrote my very first short story when I was I don't know, six, seven, young, you know? Oh, interesting. And you really, yeah, I still have it. The Mermaid on the Golden Pond. <laughs> Do <laughs> so, you? Oh, yes. it's, that's got to be like a children's yes, book or something. Yes. <laughs> don't worry. I may write a novel one day. It's, it's good stuff. But I, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I look back and think, what was it inside me that said, hey, what your mom is doing is creative, but you, you're not creative. You know what I mean? So you felt like even though you were writing that that was right. not creative. No. You, so yeah. it was just about the definition of what yep. creativity is. Yep, I think so. so. And 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 I think probably without meaning to, you know, our family culture while it was I was totally encouraged to do anything that I wanted to do, I think the achiever in me internalized that to to performance, you know, rather than just for the joy of doing something. So all the, you know, sports, I was, a, you know, I was deep in that. <laughs> so very competitive, very so competitive. So you, you were a good basketball player, yeah. right? That was yeah. your thing, which but, basketball was like the worst for me. That was like my nightmare. Right. I don't think, I don't think I ever fully understood the rules and just the idea of people like being sweaty and pressing up against me. Oh, yeah. I just could, Sweaty's I was like, sport. I need my personal space. Sorry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it's just funny how we, we do that. You know, even both of us see having, you know, encouraging, 
you know, you know, backgrounds still, I, somewhere in that, it didn't translate for me. Hey, you're creative. Go, go create. That somehow just did not latch on. And sometime in my late 20s, you know, maybe 26, um, you know, is when I started writing the blog and decided, you know what, you are creative, go do it. You know, and I don't, it's just so interesting. And it makes me think about my children, especially my daughter who tends to lend herself towards um, trying, you know, new things a little bit, you know, she's definitely predisposed to do that. And it makes me think, how, how do we do that? How do we help them see that they really are creative, no matter what it is they're interested in. So this, what you were talking about a minute ago kind of ties into the, what we feel is a second myth about creativity, mm-hmm. and that's that creative endeavors should take a back seat to more practical right. and productive pursuits. Mm-hmm. So yep. whether it's sports because you can actually get a trophy or a medal right. or whether it's you've got it like school. I think we oftentimes see in children especially that like schoolwork grades is lifted up as like the end all be all right your performance when, yeah exactly yeah it, so basically I just said what no, you already, no, I'm <laughs> already <laughs> said let me just repeat what you said in no, a different way and pretend it's like true. it's original content nope, it's true <laughs> it is original content we both feel this way yeah it's it is about you know it's about performance it feels like yeah but I think so especially then when you as you grow up Man, there's so it breaks my heart when I talk. So we both have worked with teenagers a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, several years ago, we worked in both worked in youth ministry, and it would break my heart when you would see these kids who had a real passion for theater or photography or art or writing or something, right? And they feel like that's not a real pursuit. Like they right. have to well, but I have to get a real degree or I have to study something that's real. And it's like, oh man, no. No, you like, don't. <laughs> no, it is real. It's not like, no, you you don't need right. to study something that's real, but it is real. Like it's, um, yeah, it is. And I think even in, in this day and age where art and creativity is utilized in business so mm-hmm. much more, like it's not a fluffy fake no. job. That's done. You know, I think there was a time when, and that's the third, you know, myth that we we talk about in our in our courses, but, you know, that it's only for kids, actors, and artists, you know, right. and that's, that is, you know, I think it's being dispelled, that, that, you know, myth is sort of being shoved off to the side, you know, there are so many um, ways to promote creative business now that there were not before, but, you know, it's still in there a little bit, you know, it's, when if you walk into, you know, I imagine walking into because I'm, you know, I'm as as deep in the business side of creative business as I am creativity. So when you walk into a boardroom, often, you know, if I were to say I'm a writer, you know, there's still a stigma attached attached there, um, you know, and that's that's just the the nature of, you know, perceptions of of others, you know, and and how they were brought up or what they see as legitimate versus you know not. And, you know, even though that is kind of becoming the new norm to have creativity as a profession, it's still scary when you're a teenager, you know, and you have, you know, you do have a lot of pressure, you know, because there is a difference between saying, okay, well, I'd love to paint, you know, I'd, I'd love to paint. And there's a difference between saying, 
I'd love to paint, but I'd also like to get a degree in X so that I can have a little financial stability while I pursue that, or I'm going to paint on the side for my family. There's a difference in that and just saying, well, painting is not an actual thing. I'm not going to allow myself to do that, you know, and it's how do we get to that other how do we get to that other side um, as adults and, and for our children? You know, that's the, that's the rub. Yeah. Well, and I think there are a lot of people who feel that pull, but they, it's just been crowded out by the busyness right. of life. And I think when you, when you go down that plan B route, well, I'll be a, mm-hmm. you know, an accountant, I'll work in the corporate world, I'll yeah. do whatever, because it that's my plan B, that's my safe thing. And then, you know, you have a family and kids and a full-time yep. job, and that just crowds out then any any creative endeavor that you, you can do. And I think we wouldn't encourage people like, hey, quit your job. Go sure. just do what you feel like your creativity is calling you to do because there's wisdom in having financial security and being able to work to meet your goals and all of that stuff. But you can take... 15 minutes a day right? and, you know, or maybe an hour a week and give yourself that unhurried that time. creative time to yeah. nurture, you know, it's, um, I really appreciate Jeff, who's my husband, that he mm-hmm. gives me time to do my oil painting. Um, he closes the studio door. Yeah. He takes care of the kids Even if I'm like, good job, I I know (laughs) I lose track of time, like dinner should be on the Mm -hmm. table and I'm in here painting. And he understands though, that it's like soul time. It's heart time. Yeah. It's, it's important. And I understand for him that that's in, he gets that from being out in nature and Mm -hmm. from writing and that sort of thing. And so you've got to give each other the gift of having that that soul time, you know, right. which is a whole other topic really. But Oh gosh, yeah, we, we will talk about it, <laughs> but we could talk about that forever. Definitely. But you have to have the time, I think, to discover your creativity. If you're sitting yeah. here thinking like, you know, I feel that pull, but I just don't, you know, it's got to be something that's a priority that you view as valuable and that you can take sure. that time to that time of discovery, which I think can oftentimes in our busy lives seem like a complete waste of time. Waste of time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, yes, I think that's it. It's, it's, it's what are your core beliefs around, um, what is important, you know, for, for a whole, a wholesome life, you know? And I think if, if it's instilled in you from the time you're young or you develop it, you know, on your own, that you want to have, um, you know, this life that's, yes, you've got practicality in there, but it's led with passion and, and you're, you know, you want to do things that interest you. I think you're more likely to stumble upon your creativity in a quote natural way, you know, but if that's not instilled in you at a, at a young age or you don't learn that pretty quickly, it is difficult. It's difficult to give yourself the permission to say, you know, I want to take some time to figure out what I actually, you know, would like to pursue, you know, creatively, Um, you know, because there are so many things that you can do, you know, that are, that can feed that part of, part of you. And it is a little tricky, you know, if, if we were talking to someone right now and they said, well, you know, I'd like to feel creative, what do I do? That's a hard question to answer. You know, I think the, the first step is being open to finding it. I mean, truly, I know that sounds 
really cheesy and really simple, but often I think that openness to receive new, um, a new idea or a new interest, that's, I mean, that's the battle right there. You know, if, if we're close to it, it's rarely going to hit us, you know, over the head. But once we're open, things do tend to, you know, pop up into our lives, you know, like it, like they do with, with any other aspect of our lives. So I would say that would be the first, the first step is wanting it and looking, looking for it, being open to it. Yeah. Giving yourself the time to do Mm -hmm. it. And then I think, I think there are a lot of people who get stuck in the, um, just kind of dreaming about it phase. Sure. I, I would just, you know, I'd love to, to be a singer. I would love to, I can just envision myself on stage behind a microphone, or I'd love to learn to play this specific instrument, or I'd like to get into photography or writing or whatever the, whatever the creative pull you have in your life is. Um, and it does take a step of bravery, I think, to actually like buy the instrument, get the Mm -hmm. supplies, maybe sign up for the lessons Yes. Get an accountability partner. Like it's easy to sit around and dream about it, but then to actually take that step and do it um, can be, well, it can be a difficult thing. I think it's the kind of thing that just takes practice that you have to, Mm -hmm. when you are curious about something, buy just some inexpensive tools or rent an instrument or do whatever you can to just put your toe in it and Mm -hmm. see if you like it, see if it resonates with you. Yes. Well, and we would say that in business too, you know, start small. That's, yeah, that's a good idea. It's, it's an easy way to try new things and to, to experience new things in your, you know, in your life. Again, that's about giving yourself permission to, to explore, um, to explore what, what may come, you know, next yeah. and, and, you know, for it to not be perfect or look perfect back to, you know, the kids school and their grades you know, I want to, I hope I always do, I really want to encourage my kids to enjoy their learning more than I want to encourage them to make an A. You know, I really, yeah. really try hard not to pay much attention at all to their grades, but are they, you know, not that that doesn't matter, but you know what I mean. Um, are they thriving? Are they learning? Are they developing um, a love to read or, you know, to grow, to, to learn new things, to read new things, to experience new things? So it's the same for us, you know, as adults. You know, if we give ourselves the permission to start a little small, we can often, you know, stumble upon great, great stuff, good stuff. That's yeah. what the good stuff is. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, so we have a few we thought of some arguments. So if you're sitting there like, yeah, okay, this is good for other people. Right. Not Not for for me. me. (laughs) Um, We have some arguments for you to use your creativity, some really good reasons. So the first one, and I've really discovered this a lot through painting and sketching and stuff is that it, it sharpens your observation skills. It helps you Mm -hmm. not only to see the world and to pay attention to it, but it helps you to be present in it. And I think that's true of art. It's true of writing. It's true of comedy, music, like anywhere, because you get your inspiration from being out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. And you just start paying attention to it more. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, you know, anytime, anytime that you are, you know, like you to list those few, I think those are great examples. You know, I mean, for me, writing, 
there's nothing better. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I pull my phone out and write after I walk by a, a couple or, you know, an older lady sitting with a teenage girl and I write something. You know, whether I share that with the world or not, it's it's those moments, you know, of, of observing life that, I don't know, it makes you, you know, look, it, it makes you more connected. It makes you open to seeing, really seeing people and seeing experiences, which I guess kind of goes into our, um, you know, our second argument is that you'll, you know, you will find new appreciation for beauty and, and common things and, and daily happenings, you know, and it's... Yeah. It does. It opens up a, a different level of, of beauty in the world to, to pay attention and to see, to really see. I don't mean to look at. I mean to see. It's different. Yeah, to not take the picture with your phone, yep. but just to look at it and appreciate it and find inspiration in it. I, right. It was not long after I started oil painting, maybe about a year. I'm about two years in, so I'm I know, not which like is this, crazy. you know, but so it's about great. a year in. Um, Jeff had eaten an apple for lunch and it was sitting on the table. So it's mm-hmm. this apple core sitting on the table and the light was streaming through the window and across this apple core. And yeah. I was just like, <gasps> Oh my god! the way the light is hitting. So I ended up, I ended up taking a picture of it cause I didn't have time to paint it like right then. And then mm-hmm. I painted it later. And what was so funny, I'm like, nobody's going to want to buy a picture of an apple, an apple core, core. <laughs> but somebody did, they bought it. And, yeah. um, but it was, I never ever would have paid attention to that and no. seen the beauty in it. And, and I'm through writing and painting and, and even just blogging, like mm-hmm. looking for, for everyday things to write about. Um, definitely it just makes me pay attention and, and I just, I appreciate that. Cause I feel like when you get to the end of your life, you don't want to not to be morbid or anything, <laughs> but you know, so before you die, right. you want to make sure. Thank you no, for listening. Like, <laughs> I, I think electronics kind of rob us from that a little bit. Yes. Yeah. We can just, you know, whereas before you would sit out on your porch until it got dark and watch your neighbors, like that mm-hmm. was the way you passed the evenings. And now we, we sit in front of our TV because it's entertaining, it's mindless. Right. And I think that um, having this constant source of entertainment through our phone and computers and tablets and TV and everything that kind of robs us of that, that slowing down and finding the beauty in the real oh, world I, yeah. around us. And, to- and totally creative agree. and yeah, creative endeavors do that. They definitely mm-hmm. do that. They do. Um, and I think the third, our third argument, of course, we could have like many, many, many. arguments, but <laughs> we're just boiling it down to three. Would be it makes you agile and and you're yes. less resistant to change. I think when you exercise your creativity, you just see more possibility and potential in things. Right. It just o- opens opens you up a little bit more. And I think, again, there's a lot of value in that with interpersonal relationships, with your career, with mm-hmm. problem solving, um, everything. Yeah, it just helps you relate better to yeah. the world. Yeah, it does. And, you know, creative ventures, whether they're just for you or they're for your family or you're sharing it with a larger audience, you know, the thing about that is you will either find yourself in an uncomfortable position where you're doing something you've never done before. It is very vulnerable. Um, or you may even fall flat on your face. You know, you may try something and it really is actually in your mind. It's just terrible. It's not, you know, it's not what you want to do or you didn't like the way it turned out or whatever the, you know, the outcome is. I think that once you begin doing that and again, dipping your toe in that 
water of trial and error, you do begin to see the potential for how much you can be pushed towards, you know, how much you can, you can grow, how much you can try. Um, and that trying new things is, it becomes vital to your life. You know, it, it becomes this part of your cycle, you know, of your life that you can't quite shake, you know, once you've done that a few times, it's, it does, it opens up the potential for new, you know, newness. And that's, yeah, man, that's a beautiful thing, you know, not, not to be cheesy, but it's true. It's beautiful. Once you recognize that you are, you have the power to, to begin again over and over and over again. So it's, yeah. it's powerful. So I'd like to, we didn't talk about talking about this, but <laughs> I think we, because this is such like a big topic, can, like if we can kind of pin it down and bring it down to just for people who are like, man, I'd, I'd really like to think through this and discover my creativity. Like what yeah. are a couple of things that they, that they could do? Like after listening to this, they want right. to take action. What yeah. could they do? You know, I think um, not to be over oversimplified here, but journaling is a great place to start um, because, you know, it's not that we're saying, okay, you've got to become a writer. It's just that it is a place for you to put pen to paper for what's in your mind or on your heart. You know, what are you interested in? What's... It, it does sort of taking a pen, and I would suggest an actual notebook, not <laughs> there's something kind of magical about taking an actual notebook and an actual piece of paper and a pen and writing things down that you'd love to pursue or that have always interested you. Um, that's a, that's a cre- they call it creative writing for a reason, you know, that just, let me just dump, mind dump. Um, I think that's a great place to start. It's simple. You don't have to show it to anybody. It's just for you. But I think that's a, a good one. It it's at least gives you a, a jumping off point, a starting point. Yeah, I agree. And I even just journaling about this. What, right. How how do I want to discover my creativity and how do I want to nurture it and what um, what am I curious about? So when you sort of determine a few of those things, like what am I curious about? What do I imagine mm-hmm. myself doing when I think like like for years and years I would just think about myself putting brush on a, you know, a brush to a canvas. Mm -hmm. And I just loved that thought. And, but I just felt like I couldn't do it. That was for other people, not for me. And so whatever you're thinking of your, you know, yourself doing, you imagine, and you're just curious about it. I would like to challenge you to take the first step to do that, to sign up for a class, take an online course, um, buy simple tools, just very basic tools that you need to get started or dust off old tools Mm -hmm. that you stopped using Mm -hmm. because somebody told you you weren't good or don't quit your day job or whatever. (laughs) Exactly. Forget that. Um, Just get those out. Defy them. Be a rebel. Defy them. And we'll have to talk about that in some other episode about just the the wounding and sort of the voices that you hear from people who have told you that yeah, you're not, it's not good. good enough. You're not yep. good enough. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have to talk about that at some point. Cause that's such a, I think such a common story, even it the, is. you know, little, little comments that can 
derail you from doing something that you want to do. So yeah. anyway, we'll we'll talk about that in a future one. But that's what I think that's a good place to start to journal and then to yes. identify one thing you're curious about and actually take a step towards doing it. Mm-hmm. And we would love to hear if you, it, you do know it. if right. you do that. We would love to hear it. Um, but, uh, you can, so if you like what we're talking about and you're just interested in learning more, you're excited about it, then we would love to send you to our website. It's thecreativeexponent.com and we are going to, you can contact us there. We are going to be building a blog there. We've got a free course as well as some other courses that we're working on. So feel free to go visit. We would also love it. If you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast, because um, we'd love to to grow an audience of, um, you know, people who we can champion for. We can right. champion their creativity. Right. right. Yes, absolutely. So next week, we're talking about upholding your creativity. Can't wait. We're looking forward. 